Good morning, all. Welcome to worship from the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy Sanctuary. It is good to be together. So good to know that you are out there, that we are connected by the Holy Spirit. I do have some announcements I'd like to share with you, some quick announcements this morning. First, as always, I do ask that you remember those on the prayer list. Uh, it's sent out every Thursday. Um, that you would just keep those folks on your heart as you go about your lives in this coming week and that you would include them in your prayers. Uh, some good news. Today is May 2nd, right? The 2nd of May, the first Sunday of May. And in just a few Sundays, we're going to move back into the sanctuary on May 23rd, which is Pentecost Sunday. We're gonna move back into the sanctuary. There'll be some distancing and I'm sorry, yes, we will have to wear masks indoors while we are together. Uh, very limited, if any, singing, but back in our space. So glory be to God, it is good uh, and it is uh, about time, right? I mean, we're ready for this. So um, be on the lookout for emails with all the rules and all the you know stuff we gotta do to make this happen safely, but it's on the calendar and we're getting there soon enough. Um, on this Sunday, May 2nd, normally we would be at Old Philadelphia, but we can't do that right now because as glorious and beautiful as Old Philadelphia it is outdoors and indoors, indoors is pretty small. And so that's cramming a lot of people into an unventilated space. So, and I agree with this, the session and the, the folks who kind of keep an eye on old Philadelphia have determined that it's not time to go back there yet. But because it's a special Sunday, the food and fun folks are fixing us a wonderful brunch for Sunday morning. Scott, food? Woohoo? Yeah. Yeah? Two plates. <laughs> so we're going to have a nice brunch. So come, you know, a few minutes early, come about 1030, um, fix your plate and be outside and enjoy that. And hey, guess what? I'll announce this tomorrow as well. When you get into your space on your dot with your household, you can take this thing down when we're outside. As we're arriving, as we're leaving, I'm going to ask that you put it back up. But when you're just sitting there, take the mask off and breathe in the air baby steps, but we're getting there. So come a little early Sunday morning, have some breakfast and fellowship 
together. Uh, Ruth is starting another class, uh, Marcus Borg study, uh, a Bible study, and that starts uh, this afternoon. Uh, so be on the lookout. I think there are um, emails have gone out in the past week or so. If you're interested in that, contact Ruth by phone or email and she can include you. And something else, the Magnolia House every year, uh, except for last year, we've done this fashion show out there. If you've always wanted to be a runway model, here's your chance. Um, let us know in the office if you'd like to help and participate. That is next Saturday at Magnolia House. I know the residents love it and it will be great um, if that's something that you can help with as well. Uh, another thing, Dogwood Acres is coming and it's coming fast. So get registered for your kids or your grandkids. Uh, it's gonna be a, a wonderful summer at Dogwood Acres. They're all excited to have people back again. One more uh, announcement, my thank you, as I thank you each and every week for keeping up with your pledges and your offerings, uh, allowing us to continue on without missing a beat. Thank you so very much. If you're not with us on the field to drop in the box, you know, drop it in the mailbox or send it on in, thank you. You've been fabulous. I really do appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Is there anything else, any other announcements to share? Thank you. Um, the youth is having their end of party, uh, end of the year party uh, Sunday today. Uh, and they're gonna go out to Lake Talquin. They're meeting here at the church at? Well, we're leaving here at four. Leaving the church at four o'clock. So make sure they're here a little bit early, but uh, they can paddle, they can jump in the water, they can run, run around, play volleyball, whatever. Be a good time outside. Is there something else specific? No volleyball, but they can bring their they can bring their fishing pole. Maybe there's no volleyball. Why wouldn't there be? Who knows? Bring a hacky sack. Nobody under the age of 50 knows what a hacky sack is. Bring whatever you want to have fun outdoors. How about that? All right, again, welcome everybody. It's good to know you're there. Thanks to Scott and Tamara from the Peanut Gallery offering their assistance and their advice. Um, thanks to Chris and to uh, Evan and McKenna today for helping with music. Thanks to everybody. Um, it's been um, a lot of work this last year, but it's, it's lighter work with many hands. So thank you to everybody. All right, friends, family, neighbors, the Lord be with you. Please join me as we offer our prayer to the Lord. Lord of all in Jesus, you have made us all sisters and brothers, friends and neighbors, kin bound by creation. There is no distinction between Gentile and Jew, first and last. There is no separation that can remove any from inclusion in Christ's community. Blind us to dividing differences so that in unity we may joyfully share your truth, love, and grace with all your children. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to be here for one another always, and who taught us to join our hearts and voices when we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, our first uh, hymn today, our first piece of special music is uh, shared with us by uh, Evan, one of our section leaders, scholarship singers, an old hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. so much, Evan. I uh, do appreciate you very much. Our lessons today, uh, we have two scripture lessons. This, the first is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2. Uh, it's verses uh, 29 through 32 are the verses, but I'm going to start a little bit earlier. I'm going to start on verse 25 just to give you a little bit of context. This right here is right after Christ's birth. It's when Mary and Joseph have taken their infant son to the temple to present him to the Lord. And it is a story about a faithful man, a servant of the temple, Simeon. So hear now the word of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The word of God for the people of God. Our second lesson is from uh, the book of Acts. We have been in Acts for a little while. 
this is a passage that uh, illustrates or um, shines a light on a particular disagreement. Uh, it's a disagreement over what matters most. Uh, is it faith in the Holy Spirit or is it following the letter of the law? Hear now this story of the early church. Then certain individuals came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. So they were sent on their way by the church, and as they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, they reported the conversion of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all the believers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and said, it is necessary for them to be circumcised and ordered to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met together to consider this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, My brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that I should be one to go to the Gentiles, that they would hear the message of the good news and become believers. And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as God did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, he has made no distinction between them and us. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. The whole assembly kept silence and listened to Barnabas and Paul as they told of all the signs and wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they had finished speaking, James, the brother of Jesus, replied, My brothers, listen to me. Simeon, Simon Peter, has related how God first looked favorably on the Gentiles to take from among them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets as it is written. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the dwelling of David, which has fallen from its ruins. I will rebuild it and I will set it up so that all other peoples may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles over whom my name has been called. Thus says the Lord, who has been making these things known from long ago. The word of God for the people of God. It's a debate that's been going on in the church forever. Holy Spirit or the rule of law? Rule of law or the Holy Spirit? In our church, in our tradition, I do believe that we blend them pretty well together, um, which is the way I think it should be. Um, 
Let's talk about that a little bit. And to start, I want to go back to when I was 18 years old, when I was first a semester, a first semester freshman at the University of South Carolina. I got there, I had no idea what to expect. I was the oldest in my family. Um, I didn't know anybody who'd gone, I mean, I knew a lot of people had gone to college, but I'd never visited. I didn't really know what went on there. And I showed up, I'm rooming with my best friend, Lauren, and we had other friends from Spartanburg High School there. And we didn't know what to do in our first week, but we heard there were parties, you see. So we decided to go to these fraternity rush parties. None of us were planning to pledge a fraternity. We were just gonna go and meet people and maybe sneak beer from their kegs, but just to meet people. Uh, however, by the end of the week, I was wearing a pledge pin for Pi Kappa Alpha. It was the animal house of USC that had been kicked off campus because as the legend goes, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, there had uh, been a brother in the fraternity who got engaged. So they stripped him down to his underwear and then he taped him to a tree on the horseshoe, which is where all the smart kids lived. Also happened to be where the president's house was and he didn't take kindly to the prank uh, they lost their on-campus house and they got kicked off campus. Um, apparently that was with some other troubles they'd gotten into. Um, and in 1983, when I arrived, they were the only ones without a house on the fraternity quad. The Pike House was a huge old house once owned by the owner of a textile mill that was another few blocks away from that house. Um, you would think it was a nice house, but by the time we got it, it wasn't all that nice. Um, think of a rundown 5,000 square foot haunted house. Um, some of you will remember this movie, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Scott doesn't, Tamara, yes. That was the house. Um, anyway, uh, there were no doors that locked. Uh, going in or out of the house. Those of us that lived there when we lived there had padlocks on our doors. It was really kind of nasty. Um, and if any of the seniors were willing to write a check to replace them, um, at parties they were allowed to take empty kegs and throw them through the front windows. Through the front windows, right? It was a mess. It's kind of a mess. Um, it wasn't my intention to join this group, but there were some Spartanburg guys that were pikes, and you know, it kind of just happened. Now, here's the thing. I was a little paranoid about being a pledge. I had this girlfriend at home, um, Tamara, who I was quite fond of, and I went into this thing promising myself that if the brothers tried to haze me or push me around in any way whatsoever, or get me to cheat on my girlfriend or any of that stuff. I was out, period, out, gone, full stop, out. Now, hazing in fraternities is a pretty horrible thing. And every year there's national news about another life lost because 18 to 22 year old boys can get Lord of the Flies level stupid if left to their own devices. Um, so hazing is serious. Now, thankfully, I never had to quit the Pikes because the brothers really didn't do any hazing. They talked a big game, but after about a week or two, we pledges figured out it was that, it was just talk. The thing is, it's 
not just fraternities that haze new people. It happens all the time in lots of places. Um, it's stupid, but it happens in high school sports. It happens in bands. It happens in professional sports. Rookies get hazed. They've got to carry the veterans equipment bag or pick up a tab at dinner that can cost thousands. Uh, it happens in the workplace too, like giving the new person the most unpleasant task or the most difficult customers to deal with. And it happens in the church. In our denomination, inquirers and candidates for ministry are required to have a Master of Divinity degree from a theological seminary or a divinity school. And then once they've completed the classes satisfactorily, that's not enough because then you got to take these ordination exams. And when I've asked why we do this after our seminaries and divinity schools are prepared and tested our future ministers, I'm almost always told some version of the explanation that everyone gives. I had to do it, so they have to do it. It's kind of the same with law school and passing the bar or med school and finding a match. I mean, if the professors have deemed you prepared, why the extra hoops to jump through? When are we gonna stop with the hazing? Well, that's what the argument in this story from Acts feels like to me. It's kind of like the Pharisaic sect of this new Jesus movement are saying, well, you know, we had to, so they had to. But this is a whole nother level of painful. We had to and they had to, right? Right. There were people, men, following Christ who felt that to join the community, one must follow all the laws of Moses, not the Ten Commandments, sure, the Ten Commandments, but the other 700 plus laws of the Old Testament, including circumcision. More painful, right? A little bit. A little bit. They argued that they'd all been circumcised, so the new guys had to do it too. Of course, it's a, a bit, a bit. Uh -huh. Yeah. A bit different having it done when you're an infant opposed to when you're an adult. Yes? One would think. One would think. Yeah. The Pharisees, it seems, wanted to set guards or early, early, no anesthesia using surgeons at the doors of the temple of the church while the Holy Spirit was out there waving everybody in. So the question is, where are we intentionally or inadvertently acting like guards at the sanctuary doors today? It's a question we have to ask ourselves constantly. Are our behaviors and words, are they inviting or are they dissuading? We are a church in the reformed tradition, which means we are supposedly open to being changed by God's word and God's Holy Spirit in every moment. Let me give you an example and a thought. Forever, the words and the invitation to Christ's table to share communion, to share that meal, 
forever. The words included the minister saying, all who are baptized are welcome at Christ's table, which meant if you hadn't been baptized, you weren't to participate. Now, it's really over the last 20 years, now what we say is all who trust in the Lord are welcome. Why the change? Because shouldn't the communion table be a path to the baptismal font as much as the baptismal font is a path to the communion table? Shouldn't one sacrament lead to the other equally? It's a change and it's a good one. Here's one Lisa and Alice will absolutely love. Why do we still do confirmation class for our middle schoolers to join the church? Are we doing it because many of us did it? Maybe, but honestly, it's not the same anymore, is it? Maybe it's time for a change. Because if the Holy Spirit touches the heart of a child with the desire to join Christ's church in this congregation, why would we say, well, that's good, but not yet. You need to take a class first. I don't know, it's a conversation worth having. We need to learn from the early church. We need to always be open to how the Holy Spirit might reform us, might guide us to welcome more people into leadership, to welcome more people to teach and to learn, to welcome more people to love as God's children and our kin. Walls and fences and gates and locks have no place in Christ's church. For Christ was and is about always welcoming more people. Christ was never and would never be a guardian at the gates. Jesus isn't about ever keeping anyone out. He's about loving all, sharing with all, greeting all, and ushering all into his glorious family, a family that I am certain beyond a doubt, certain is much, much bigger and much, much more diverse than any of us could ever imagine. So let us open our hearts, minds, and spirits to that glorious good news. Let us never be guardians at the sanctuary doors. Let us always, always make more space for those who desire to enter. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. And now let us continue with our worship through more music, the church's one foundation. Here's a not so secret secret. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord.
right, everybody. Um, it's been a long five years, uh, but I've had help from wonderful folks and support from this congregation. Um, Scott helped me down the stretch recording a presentation that had to be turned in. Tamara kept me in the rear uh, and kept me going when I was stuck. So thank you, I love you very much. Thank you so much. Um, and got this paper written, all 300 pages of it that I really wanna throw up in the air right now, but I don't wanna pick up 300 pages of paper. Um, but I'm in all my stuff. Uh, because I'm going to graduation right now, virtual, um, but I wanted to say thank you to y'all um, because you welcomed me in and you continued to support me just like the church should. You gave me time and space to do this and I get to call myself the Reverend Dr. Christopher Otto Erdy today, uh, which I'm telling you, I will not answer to anything else from this day forward. <laughs> kidding <laughs> not really <laughs> but hey thank you so much and now as you go forward into the world into your lives this week remember that it's all about welcoming more people in that's what Christ calls us to do to throw open the doors to know that the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing the work we're just there to love on one another to see each other as kin to be good to our neighbors as Jesus has called us to do. So now go in peace, go with the grace of the Lord, the love of Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Feel it today and always share it wherever you are, for that is our calling. Thanks be to God and amen. Bye, gotta go. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, the fellowship of kindred minds is like to which I'm telling you, I will not answer to anything else from this day forward. <laughs>